In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome to the Brendan Option. Coming to you courtesy of Immaculata Productions, I'm Father Brendan Kilcoyne. If you like our work, you might care to hit the subscribe button. Support us through Patreon or PayPal. Uh, keep your comments coming. Above all, remember us in your prayers. Have you ever noticed the way in which we tend to look forward to things? You know, there's a saying that anticipation can be greater than realisation. That nothing is ever, nothing ever quite justifies the joy with which it's anticipated. I don't know if that's true. I've often found that Christmas Day, all right, can be a bit of an anticlimax after the kind of pregnant quality of Christmas Eve, which is intensely a day of anticipation, almost breathless. If Christmas Day is a bit of a, an anticlimax often, I think that's much more likely because our, well, our appreciation of it isn't very deep. We look forward so much to things. And looking forward, at the very least, can make the present bearable. At the highest, it irradiates the present with joy, with hope, and throws the most tedious aspects of the present into a relief. I'm not, by the way, justifying this. I'm not saying it's the best way, but it's certainly a feature of industrial society intensely. We look forward to the evenings. We look forward to the weekend. We look forward to holidays. An awful lot of people look forward with increasing intensity to retirement. And it can be very dangerous if you don't have a plan because retirement can be an anticlimax. I mean, Jordan Peterson has talked about this. He's asked, OK, you have this image of, oh, when I retire, I'm going to relax on the beach with a drink. OK, he said, you should be able to knock 10 minutes to half an hour out of that. So what are you going to do then? Well, have another drink. And then? How much do you intend to drink on that beach? You need to have rather more to do with your retirement. Be that as it may, what I'm interested in here is the effect the future can have on the present. Now, we're dealing an awful lot these days with uh, concepts really that come from, to an extent, from Oriental from from Eastern philosophy and mysticism. Um, and so you have this huge emphasis on being in the moment. There's nothing wrong with it. Except that for a Christian, the present moment is indivisible from past and future. It wouldn't be there but for the past. It contains a great deal of what has survived from the past and it is irradiated either with hope or terror by the future. Now, if you don't know where I'm going with this, let me bring this swiftly to a point. Because I'm talking about Advent. And Advent comes from uh, two Latin words, which, uh, well, really, it's one Latin word, 
which means uh, a coming and arrival. So the advent is not yet. But in a sense it is already because of the way in which the future reaches into the present for good or ill. In this case for good. So advent is indivisible from the great feast of Christmas which it anticipates. Now during Advent the priest wears purple, a mirror of what happens during the great period of, of, of Lent, the period of, of uh, preparation and of fasting leading up to the great feast of Easter. So Christmas celebrates the birth of the Redeemer and the period of Advent before it leads into it, Advent beginning the liturgical cycle of the year. And then Easter celebrates the passion, death and resurrection, crucially the resurrection of the, the Redeemer. And the resurrection of the Redeemer irradiates what went before it, the passion and his passion and death, with hope, faith, love. We cannot contemplate the passion without the resurrection. Without the resurrection, the passion is the grimmest despair. And if you want a patron saint there, Judas will do the trick. Passion and resurrection are indivisible. The path of Lent is a time of ascesis, a Greek term which means training, the training of athletes. It's a time of training to cleanse our palate for the great dish that is the resurrection. And so do we understand the time of Advent before Christmas. Advent is a, is a, is a, how shall I put this? I know this is going to sound fanciful and some of you will think that I never take my face out of the fridge. I never take my face out of the fridge. Okay, I even, I even do my praying in there. God forgive me. Advent is a sorbet. Eh? Cleanse the palate for Christmas. We never fast, but we look forward to, a, as we'd say in Ireland, a mighty feed. We plan to sit to the table. The church doesn't mandate that you fast in Advent, but it does urge that you prepare. And fasting is a part of always of Christian preparation. So I recommend a little ascesis during Advent. The priest will wear his purple vestments, the colour of passion, the colour of suffering, the colour of becoming. Purple vestments for Advent, purple vestments for Lent. Nowadays, purple vestments for a funeral. You can wear white, but I, f I always find white a little brash, a little, uh, ooh, nouveau riche. Uh, I always think that the pure blood Catholic, the, the, the Catholic who's really integrated his or her faith, will accept a little suffering at these times and reflect it in the colours worn. We accept grief, we don't deny it. Grief is irradiated by hope. Advent irradiated by Christmas. Lent irradiated by Easter. Suffering by covenant, promise, resurrection, the kingdom already here. 
but not yet. We live in that tension. We live in that tension. Read Paddy Kavanagh's poem, Advent. Hmm? What's the words again? I can never remember. We have tasted and tested or tested and tasted too much lover. And he talks about the black bread, the black tea and unbuttered bread of Advent. And he says, through a chink too wide, there comes in no wonder. You need to narrow the focus to really get a sense of the grandeur of what's coming. Now, if you have a beloved relative coming back at the weekend or coming home for Christmas, if you are looking forward to the coming of a family or friends or to some wonderful thing, to a dinner out or whatever it is, do you notice the way everything becomes more than bearable in the meantime? Even a tedious piece of work that you may have to do on Friday afternoon and all the rest of it. The light of the future shines through it. So, I mean, you can be as mindful as you want and stay in the present moment. By all means, you know, by all means, stay in the present moment. But if you're a Christian, the present moment is lit by the lamp of the future. Advent is lived out in the glow of Christmas. And so I can say to you, without any irony, Happy Advent. Have a great one. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.